Because, you know, real church sound like this. Sonoma Sun FM presents. Hallelujah this evening. Live from Sonoma, California. Where beautiful women instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Tim Livingston. It needs a scat, punk-ass bitch. Pete Livingston. You can't have a conscience in the pimp game. And Sam. Phenomenal. Taking you into Monday the only way they know how. I'm telling you, you're a pimp. With love. No. Are you even listening to the story? Los Livingston Brothers on Sonoma Sun FM. KSBY 91. Oh, 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 Incredible was that call by Ted Robinson. Gotta love it. But by the way, Big Jerry, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. Taste the rainbow, baby. Put on for your skittles. Larry Grant, five four. He knows what's going on. Um, I I mean, just I I don't know what I don't know what else to say, guys. I just I mean. That, I, I just, I'm, you know, we're 24 hours removed. We, uh, we, we've been. It gets just, me hype. I just, it I don't. It gets me hype. It gets me hype. I, I, I just, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, I, like, we got to fill I was an hour. Like, it was an amazing. We had to fill an hour with it, but it's just like. Where do we go from here? Yeah. And then know. on top of that, they're not done. In San Francisco. Nope. Mm-mm. A week from tonight, we could be on this very radio show saying the 49ers are Super Bowl bound. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. And they're It's amazing. I just I can't believe it. Um so what we're doing for this show, if you guys are out there, first off. Welcome to season two of Los Livingston Brothers. Season two. All right. We got brought on. We renegotiated our contract. We got a pay raise. They doubled our salary. They tripled Sam's. 
A lot of that goes towards Grey Goose, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you for when you're in the clubs. Yeah, with Vernon Davis. Yeah, we are unofficially brought to you in part tonight by Grey Goose. So here's what we're gonna do: we are gonna open it up. I mean, we're obviously gonna talk about the game. We're gonna talk about the implications it has. Uh, Obviously, next week, NFC Championship, a home NFC Championship game. Um, But call in 707-933-9133. We want you guys out there listening to the show tonight to call in and just talk about the 49ers. If you want. Or you can just call and just say hi. Or just call and say hi to us. You know, we love you for for calling in. Um, Or just do like real quick, just be like, oh, you guys suck. Gotta go. Yeah. You you can berate us. We're horrible. Uh, but yeah, seven zero seven nine three three. Hey, we're up to one sixty three. Yeah, we are. And our show hasn't even started yet. Yeah, we'll see how that holds up as but, the show goes along. But I just, where do we start? I, I, my whole thing is, I'll start by saying this. That was probably, and I was sitting there with Chels, yeah, and my puppy, who was in full Niners regalia or just a shirt. The the dog, <laughs> the dog, not me. Not Pete, because well, um, I know you. I, I know you like the whole pencils thing, Pete. I know, but man. But damn, that was like the best football game, like professional football game that I have seen since. What? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I can't even think of one in off the, the top in of my the head. last four minutes. And you heard it. That was those highlights, guys. All those highlights were within the last four minutes of the game. The That's Darren Sproles touchdown. Four minutes. The Alex Smith quarterback sweep. The Which j- was an amazing play call. The, that was, I can't believe the guts. Which was, okay, and they've had gutsy calls all year. Yeah. And like amazing, but that was, I couldn't believe it. That was one of those things. It was yeah. like watching the, the Boise State Statue of Liberty yeah. play. It was, they went five wide. Empty backfield. And then they just did a crack sweep. And they just just cracked back. And they went to the short side of the field. And Alex Smith got the corner. And I remember I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe when I watched it. And then Joe Staley. What a block. I mean, here's how how I see it. If we start at the beginning of this game, um, from the start, you know, the Niners won the, the toss and deferred. And obviously the intention there is we wanted to come out and show the Saints that we can play defense from the start, right? Mm -hmm. The Saints drove on them. They were aided by a pretty bad pass interference call on Jimmy Graham on that first drive. Um, But it was a play where he got sent to the locker room for a little bit because he got crushed so bad. Um, But then that hit... On Pierre Thomas, I didn't see it. I didn't. I oh didn't, man! Because I, I was working. Holy crap! I came home right Ooh. as the third quarter started. My goodness, just got cracked. Goldson just absolute bam. Just Saying I should have been him. in the Pro Bowl. Um, and Thomas lost the ball and was unconscious as he fell to the ground. He was wow. knocked out I like mean, that. And the whole thing is that you know, the low man wins. They're both standing, and it is just like those hitting drills that you do before games. And they just hit helmet on helmet, and Deshaun won, and the Niners picked the ball up there, and the statement was made. They didn't do much with that, but then you had them force the um, the punt. They got the ball at the 50, and then two plays later, Vernon Davis. First big catch of the day. Yeah. 46 yards. I saw I saw the highlight of that. 7 nothing. Cool. Then ensuing drive. Okay. Drew Brees throws a pick on a freaking beautiful, beautiful read on a robber. Brings it all back into the 10. And then on a third and goal, they run the um, the Laney Walker play that had them beat the Lions earlier this year. But it was Mike Crabtree who caught it this time, 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. Then, well, we don't have to like recap I mean, the entire game. But, but but they were leading 17 nothing. Oh, I know that. Early on. I know and, that. And, of course, the Saints are the Saints, so you can't expect them to be completely shut out of a game, especially in the playoffs. And they cut it to 17-14. And then the Niners made it 20-14. to And things kind of got in, you know, a little little testy. Um, David Akers kicked another field goal, made it 23-14. to Then, a, a, you know, a field goal for the, the Saints made it 23-17. And then the craziness happened. Well, this is, you know, the... The Niners were playing 
their game. They were. It was a Niners football game at but that But the point. thing is, you knew that if they started kicking field goals, they were going to be in trouble. And then sure enough, they were in trouble because then eventually the Saints are going to score a touchdown. Yeah. It's just – that's – it's and then, of course, yeah. they did with – I mean like, – what a freaking – first off, what a play for the Saints. That was a great, ridiculously good play. Third and 17, um, you dump it off to Darren Sproles, but Sproles got to the spot quicker uh, than the Niners' defense did. And when you have him in the open field, it's hard to bring him down. Well, it wasn't even you know? a dump. He was just – he just was ran a cir- up the was, seam. It was a circle route. It was a basic – you know, he was in the backfield, comes out. And he basically picks the seam, makes the catch, and if he beats one guy, he has the first down. Who knows what else he had, and he had the touchdown. Um, but I'm just, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, the balls on on Alex Smith, the last four minutes of the game, let's stop questioning him. It's done. You can no longer question Alex Smith and what he means to the 49ers. Done deal. Done. It's just crazy because... Done. Seven zero seven nine three three nine one three three. If you want to call in again, it's just crazy because I mean it's Alex Smith, and no joke when 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 the Saints they were showing Alex Smith. It was right after the Darren Sproles touchdown. Yeah, the Saints were up one. Yeah, it's twenty four twenty three. Twenty four twenty three. And remember, they showed Alex Smith before he went out on the. Uh, out onto the field, and remember thinking in my head, I was like, "What is he thinking?" Like Drew Brees just did what Drew does. Brees does. He's yeah. like, "Okay, you give me four minutes. That's with this offense. That's that's nothing. Go down and score." And then I remember thinking, I "Was like, well, you know, four minutes for the Niners to march eighty yards for a field goal, a even. field goal or a touchdown." I remember thinking, I "Was like, can I don't know." I, I I honestly was thinking I was like this that could have been yeah the game because I don't I didn't know but then that drive that they went on the balls that he was throwing oh man that ball when when they brought the um the house when they did just the freaking and he, when he the eight man blitz and he just threw on the it arrow up, to Vernon Davis just uh just freaking back footed just which was an amazing throw which and, I couldn't believe that. The the placement on that the window is one of those throws. It's it can't get any smaller. The room for error is it, it's enormous because of the fact that it's such a high you know lofting mm-hmm. ball, and it was in the perfect perfect place. And then of course the call that we talked about the sweep. Um, but then you know Drew Brees does what Drew Brees does. Well, that's the thing, Drew Brees. There was a minute and thirty-seven seconds left on the clock, and I remember I was sitting there. Chelsea came in, the Niners had scored, and I was going crazy. And she she came back in the living room, and I said, you know, the sad thing about this is that that's way too much time on the clock. Mm-hmm. And I said because scoring points is something that this team does very well. And I was telling Chelsea, explaining to her. And then sure enough, you know, like two plays later. There it was. It was just touchdown. And I remember I was sick to my stomach. And, and and this is, again, they show Alex Smith. And I'm, I I swear to God, any other court, I don't, here's, a, and it's so weird saying this. Because this is the only time. That you've ever seen Alex Smith in a big-time pressure situation. This is the only time. The only time we've ever seen it. And it was against the best quarterback in the NFL, statistically. Closer. The best quarterback in the NFL, better than Aaron Rodgers. You know, he beat all of Dan Marino's records. And he was gaudy stats. I mean, 70% completion percentage. Ridiculous, and, and it's just okay. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, Alex Smith, uh, you have a minute and thirty seconds to go eighty yards against the Saints defense, which is like a big play defense. Mm-hmm. And they know what you're going to do. You're not going to freaking run the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they know you're going to throw. They know you're going to pass. And you need a field goal to tie. And he just went out there, and then I remember thinking, I was like. In the back of my mind, I was like, I think this game is done. I was like, the Niners can't. But they did it. They uh, they beat the Saints. When the, the Saints, 
at their own game, couldn't put away the Niners, which was everybody said if it turned into a boat race, the Niners were done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, no, it's it's over. And that's what it turned into. It turned into this knockdown, dragout slugfest in the last five minutes over, okay, it, my better is better than your better. No, my better is better than your than better. And the fact that Alex Smith went out there and did those two drives and was just freaking putting the ball on the month. That last pass to Vernon Davis yeah. went over a corner's hands and then just right inside of uh, Davis's. Uh, of who was it, Sharper? Uh, the guy who came up wasn't Sharper. It was... Uh, no, the guy that was on him and then the guy that made the hit on... Did. But there was there was basically three guys. It was it was Roman Harper. Roman, Darren, that's yeah, Harper. Yeah, that's Darren Sharper is no longer in the NFL, but it's Roman Harper. Roman so yeah, Harper. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was the guy who had to come up on that hit. Yeah. And but the th- just the f- it's the throws. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's just like that was Alex Smith. Alex Smith, the guy for seven years. Everybody talks about Tebow, and not this amazing you know Tebow leading. And then you want to talk about somebody coming from from criticism, literally coming from out of nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like I, I mean that's that story, and everybody loves you know they love to talk about the the Tebow story, but I mean the Alex Smith story, the dude that's been in the league for seven years, yeah. and you know people he should have been in any if he was on any other team he would have been out of the league. Done yeah. years ago. Yeah, it would have been gone. Um, but it's just amazing seeing Alex Smith go up against the best quarterback in the NFL, who is, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. Dan Marino never did. Yeah, people could rank him ahead of Dan Marino, which is uh, that makes him a top four quarterback all time, possibly top five. When it's all said and done, he might. He might be more of a Warren Moon type, though, to some people, even though he does have a ring. But Alex, I mean, just the fact that Alex Smith did that? Yeah. I want to talk about Vernon Davis because, you know, there was so much talk about him early on in his career about how he just didn't have that maturity to him. He didn't have that aspect of being a leader and you know obviously the whole Mike Singletary situation where he was benched and then yelled at on the bench and then sent to the locker room as a way of Mike Singletary trying to get into his head that needs to be a leader you know looking at he him this year he didn't have a great year he he had he had a good year the year before in 2010 he was very very good like he was amongst the best tight ends in the league mm-hmm. and then obviously you have this tight end explosion this year uh, Jermichael Finley, Rob Gronkowski, uh, and then you know obviously the the greatness Hernandez. that was Aaron Hernandez, uh, Jimmy. You know, you know, you know. It, Vernon Davis gets lost in the shuffle there, and you know, obviously in that offense he wasn't a huge target. It wasn't really a passing first offense, but you know if anybody was able to hear his post game conference when he was talking to the media. The way he talked and the way he explained how he saw that game and he saw the plays he was a part of, uh, it, it shows a growth. It shows a maturity for sure. It shows somebody who understood that his time would be coming mm-hmm. and his plays, he would just have to take advantage of them when he became a part of them. And he made four humongous plays in that game. Obviously the first touchdown uh, where he went up, got that ball and and just took off and th- that was his touchdown. That second that first pass to him, uh the the, the over the shoulder bomb that was right there. Oh, yeah. Just a great great play from him then, on the other side of that Alex Smith and then the slant, the blitz beater. The blitz beater where he basically just beat his guy and Alex Smith Seriously, put that again on Windows. I That's mean, the thing. Every throw he made in that in those in that last four minutes, 
None of them. It wasn't like a guy got, like broke no. open and he was wide open. It was like he was making throws, and they talked about it. They were talking. I was, I was going to work because I had to go back to freaking work, and they were talking to Alex Smith after the game. They're like, mm-hmm. and they were saying, "Did you know who was in attendance?" At the game, and they said no. And it's like Joe Montana was there. Did you have? You know, and of course they were saying, you know, we're not saying he's the next Joe Montana, mm-hmm. but they were just talking about, you know, the drive against the Bengals and you know the catch, and it was kind of all those things in one. How he was just doing drive after drive after drive, and every throw was on the money. Yeah, and just like Joe Montana, he Joe Montana was like notorious for. Throwing on the run, you know, off the wrong foot, back across his body, because that's what he worked on. He was a smaller guy. And they were talking about that with Alex Smith, you know, off the back foot, you know, putting the ball on a dime to Vernon Day, like all over the field, you know, with pressure. Like he knew they're bringing the house. I got to, I got to hit somebody. And he was in very, very tight window. That window on that slant was. Almost as impressive as the one he threw over the shoulder. And the reason I say that is because if you look at that, that above-field camera, gave this the most perfect view ever, the, the window that he had was basically half an arm's length because that's how much, if you look in his line of sight, uh, Davis had beat his defender. And we're talking about half an arm length where if the defender had his head turned around, that he could have seen the ball coming. But as soon as Smith had seen that he was beaten and he had made his motion inside, he let the ball go. And they didn't allow the defender to turn around, make a play on the ball, and he was able to put it right in the hands of Vernon Davis. And as he did that, he knew Vernon had a big gain. And then he avoided a tackle. I'm going to get it. And there it was. I need that. And he got a 47-yard gain. You know, thirty seconds left to play, and and this is and then this is where Jim Harbaugh, as a coach, as a game manager, this is where his part comes into play. So you have one timeout, okay, and you have thirty seconds left on the clock. You have a first down, okay. So he comes out. He just gives a play, okay. Obviously, with one timeout left, down by three, the idea in your head is. You know, we're going to have to save that in case we need to kick a field goal. So he runs that first play. Nothing happens. A dump off to Frank Gore. Gore gets inside to about, you know, the 14-yard line, Mm -hmm. 25 seconds to go. But all of a sudden, the Niners have to spike the ball, so they run up and spike it. 19 seconds to go. And instead of them, like, running the ball and trying to get into field goal range for David Akers, who was 3-for-3 on the day and had hit all his field goals, and was money basically all year long, Jim Harbaugh decided to say, you know what, let's see what I can do with Alex Smith. And he decided to make Smith and Davis try and hook up one more time and see what happens. And he put faith in his quarterback and his tight end to make the play, and he did it. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think about like the, the day after today when I was thinking about the end of that game was that you know, in the Stanford-Oklahoma State game, when Alex, you know, when Andrew Luck was driving down the field and was carving up Oklahoma State's defense, and Stanford got to the 30 yard line with a minute to go, and they were firing on all cylinders, they decided to play for the odds for the field goal mm-hmm. and take the ball out of their hot player's hand. Okay? And that was a mistake. And Jim Harbaugh. You know, decided that because of how good Smith and Davis were at that moment, said, let's see what we can do, and gave it a shot. And it turned out to be the right call because, I mean, you couldn't, A, put a ball in a better spot, and B, I don't know if you noticed, but the ball was put in such a spot that when Roman Harper came up to try and make a play, Davis ran into him and knocked the wind out of him. You should like if you watch the play on TV. Harper comes up, he gets hit as Davis makes the catch, and then he just crumples to the ground, clutching his stomach, like he just got freaking punched. And it was 
You know, it was just Davis not letting the ball go out of his hands. Sam, and, did you just go make doo doo? No, I didn't. What were you doing? Oh, you're getting that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So didn't come out. Of course. By the way, seven zero seven nine three three nine one three three. If you want to call in with your thoughts on the Forty ers game from Saturday, um, of course, everybody is now comparing this to the catch. I immediately thought of the, and the, the catch Terrell too, Owens. the Terrell Owens catch, and the reason why the Terrell Owens catch it's is obviously similar. the very you know the very similar one is because um, Owens was in traffic. And he got hit basically as he so made basically the catch. it was almost the exact same play almost but it was it was from further back and mm-hmm. it was more of a seam route than anything else but of course you know Vernon Davis had the game of his life you know he seven catches 180 yards two touchdowns and <laughs> you gotta love this stat Alex Smith threw for 299 yards and three touchdowns. He still doesn't have a 300-yard passing game this year. Um, just I just I just found that really really funny. It's pretty crazy. Um, but but you know what that that was yesterday, and of course today the thoughts were that you know the Giants who were an eight and eight NFC East winner on the road against the fifteen and one Packers, who are putting up points almost at a higher rate than the Saints were. Um, came in and early on set a tempo that was not what the Packers were looking for. And all of a sudden, if you're a 49ers fan and you see that the Giants were hanging with the Packers early, the thought just kind of crept in your head that all of a sudden the 49ers could be hosting a freaking NFC championship game this year. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants just ran away with the game and... The Packers just were flat. They they offensively they were just I can't they were basically playing in the mud. I don't know how else to say it. They were just bad. They just couldn't It was a mixture. I what, think it was a mixture of the the the, the Giants. The, the Giants defense was fine, but you know, the the one thing is is the Packers who uh had more wins than turnovers this year had four turnovers today. Four of them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, one of which came at the very end of the yeah, game. Yeah, so three really. Um, but the Giants showed that they were a team that you don't, you, you know, you can't take lightly. The Niners know this. The Giants came in earlier this year, beat them twenty-eight to twenty, but it was a tough win. It came right down to the wire. Giants were in, you know, the red zone for the Forty ers fourth down, and it took that Justin Smith knockdown to 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 seal the game. So it's going to be a, it. I think it's going to be a to tomorrow. Game. Now it's official. Or next week, the Niners will be playing in the afternoon game against the New York Giants. I believe it's a three o'clock kickoff. Mm-hmm. The morning game will be the Patriots and the Ravens at Foxborough. So the Niners, being the West Coast game, will be the. Three o'clock game. How we get to watch some of that game? Um, and I'll tell you what, I am going to just say this: both teams seem to have very similar tendencies right now, in a sense that you know, defensively they are uber disruptive with their pass rush. The Forty ers got after Drew Brees. Made things a little bit uncomfortable for him until things kind of lighted up at the end and both teams just kind of turned into a shootout. The the Giants right now have the the edge on offense because their wide receiving core is pretty damn impressive. Oh, yeah. Victor Cruz, Hakeem Nix, Mario Manningham. They are. They can Um, put up points just like the Saints or the... But the one thing is, and, and and this is something that I'm not sure will be harped on enough, is that the Niners are playing a team that finally has kind of that inferior offense to a team like the Saints or the Packers. These teams a lot of people thought they would be facing. And I just think that the, the strength of the, the Giants is that they run the football and they have a great play-action pass. 
and the Niners stop the run better than any team in football. Well, I think it's the opposite. I, they they the whole thing is that Ahmad Bradshaw the, the, they have like three or four running backs that can throw at you, and they still do a good job of getting to the play action pass, which is the Eli Manning specialty. I I just make the make the the Giants one dimensional. Well, here's the and thing: it's a lot better off than seeing the Saints or the Packers I mean, one dimensional. But Tim, here's the thing: it's gonna be it's the same deal with the Giants. They're going to bring four, and probably only four. Mm-hmm. Just like the Niners are probably going to bring four, and mostly only four. Yeah. Because the Giants can stop the run equally as good with their front four as as an. I think the Niners are a lot. I think they're they're a far superior team against the run, but that Giants front four. I mean, it has to. It if it doesn't give you something to think about, then you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's a very. Well, good it is something to think about. But if you compare the two teams right now, I really like what the Forty ers can do defensively as a whole. I think that the pass rush is better on the on the Giants side, and I think that's pretty obvious. But the Giants. Don't have the linebackers the 49ers do. No, they don't. That's um, true. I don't think they hit like the 49ers do. They, they're, they're they're just they're just like they're they're the Saints. They're just like the like I said when they're on all cylinders. They're just like the Saints or the Packers. They're defensively they're a big play opportunistic defense. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They and, they made some plays today. They really yeah. did, uh, and, and, and there were big plays too. Um, but they're I mean they're good. They're not. So I'm not saying that they're they're bad. They're they're good defense. But um, that's it's I don't I don't know. It depends what Giants team shows up. It's either gonna be a, a you know a slugfest or it. The the Niners could run away with it. I mean, I don't know. That's how I see it. I think it's either going to be. It's, I don't know if it's going to be a ten point game, seven point game. Uh, you know, something kind of marginal. I think it's going to be either because I I don't know. I just have a feeling that the Niners are going to be consistent. Regardless, it's just more of what Giants team is going to show up. Are they going to be throwing the ball all over the field and? You know what I mean? Are they going to just be able to play that shell and just rush four? I mean, I don't know. It'll be fun though. And and if you have uh NFL it's even. if you have NFL Network this week, man, you know A, they're going to play the replay of yesterday's game, which by the way, um who do you pick? Top 5 playoff game all time for for you that you've seen? That I've seen, yeah. I mean, I have the I have the first I have the last Giants Niners playoff game. The, the ridiculous ending with the to catch, oh, yeah, and the um and <laughs> the ridiculous missed field goal, yeah. Um, because that comeback was ridiculous. Um, I have. Let's see here. I have the first Rams. I have the Rams Patriots Super Bowl, Super Bowl thirty seven. I believe that was thirty seven, thirty eight. Um, I mean, it's Forty ers playoff games I've seen. That I mean, that I was like been alive for. Dramatic wise, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about four minute swings where the lead changes four times. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just ridiculous. Um, I mean it is. It's it's a it's a it's a huge 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 game in the lore of the 49ers. Um, I'm going to pick the Niners obviously, but I want to obviously give some reasoning why. I think that the, first off, for you know the the Saints didn't have anyone that could guard Vernon Davis. The the man, the Giants certainly don't. I mean, no, they don't. They they don't. And 
unless they're going to put a corner on Vernon Davis just to stay with him speed-wise, Davis can be physical with them all he wants and, and still get his moves downfield. Well, they'll bump him at the line, yeah. and then they'll have somebody playing over the top. That's, that's the biggest mismatch on the field next week. Just like everybody talked about how Jimmy Graham or Darren Sproles were the biggest mismatches on the field this week, Vernon Davis against anyone on that Giants defense is the biggest, the without a doubt. I don't. The and I don't see. That's. What, I mean, I don't see. They're not. The Giants are not going to run the ball. Well, they're, they're going to try to. Well, of course, every. I mean, everybody's going to. Tr- they all try to. They're going to do it just for the sake of of doing it for keeping teams yeah. honest. But they're not going to have. They're just. They just won't no. have a big running. That's that's like that's a given. Yeah, that's a given. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It hasn't happened really against the Niners all year. Well, not even all year. I don't even like even past years before uh, uh, Harbaugh came in. Yeah. I mean, heck, Adrian Peterson would come to town, you know, doing like 200 yards a game and then not even break 100. Yeah. And it's that's just what you don't you can't really run on the, the 49ers. And so, I don't know. Eli's just been up and down. He's really high right now, but it's. But I don't think I don't think it was really Eli that won the game for this for the for the Giants today. I think it was the Giants' defense that did it. I mean, when like oh, you said, four turnovers, it, and there were some big plays. Obviously, the Hakeem Nicks play the, that gave him the early ten to three lead. I mm-hmm. mean, that was. Basically all Knicks, but um, was still a very nice, you know, play by Manning. You know, right now, and it's funny. You think of the four quarterbacks. I think Joe Flacco today showed he's mediocre at best. If people are going to rag on Alex Smith, uh, you know, Joe Flacco was below Alex Smith. He almost got outplayed by T.J. Yates today. That's how good Joe Flacco was. Yeah. Um. I think that Smith. It, I think the Giants are going to take more chances than the Forty ers are. I think the 49ers, oh, they're going to air it out. The Forty Nine, and the reason I say that is because Manning always seems to want to attack with the big plays with the receivers he has, and he'll just well, yeah, that's what well, they do. Well, that's that's, a, that's NFC's football. Well, he basically he Big goes play. to the line, and if he can figure out a way where Nicks or Cruz is one on one on someone, you're going to see him audible out to it and and try and go for the big play. That's what they've done all year. That's why they were successful. But if you're the 49ers, I think you have to be under that guise of keeping everything in front of you, like the Saints did. If you think about it. The Saints never really got behind the 49ers. Like they didn't get beat deep. They the plays that the the Saints scored on were I mean like fade routes, um missed tackles on underneath plays where the they were just spread too thin and couldn't make a play. Mm-hmm. The Niners know that the weapons for the the for the Giants aren't coming out of unusual places like the running back spot or the tight end spot. It's the wide receivers. So they know that they can basically tell their front seven to pin their ears back a lot of the time. Now, you know, Eli's great against the blitz. He's one of the best against the blitz in the game. But he makes mistakes. He kind of gets maybe a little bit too pass-happy. And the Niners are that team. I mean, they caused five turnovers yesterday. There's a very good chance they could have a number similar to that against the Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that if you take that combination of forcing the turnovers, the Niners knowing what they can do, they have a game plan in place, know how the Giants attack them, know what they can do to attack the Giants, knowing they have that in the back pocket that they beat them by eight earlier this year at home. I just think that. The Giants are going to make their their adjustments, but the 49ers are going to be able to adjust to what the Giants do. And I think you're going to see the Niners come out ahead. And I think it's going to be a close game, and I think they'll win probably by three or four points. Now, I'm going to be, I want to see what the line is for this game. Line Tuesday is always like the first good line that you'll see. 
I'd love to see if the Niners are favored because they weren't favored against the Saints at home. No. You know, they were they were four point underdogs at home against the Saints. And now that the Do Giants Do you think they're the favorites against the Giants? If they are, it's like slight. I'm I'm not even saying I don't three. even think they were I and it's I think they're I'm not, one and point I'm not favorites. just I'm not just saying it just because I want you know, I want them to be the underdogs and I really I don't know. I think that it's hard to put the Niners as the favorites. I don't know if I would put them as the favorites over the Giants because I think it's kind of like, you know, teams are it's kind of like with Tebow, it seems like people are just kind of waiting for the Niners to just okay, so it's just yeah. they're going to slip up, you know, it's not going to they're not going to keep <coughs> winning, they're not going to keep winning, they're not going to Yeah. That's how I I feel that's how People are viewing well, the Niners. Do I think they are? I mean, I don't. I don't well, know. now everybody who isn't a Niner fan wants the rematch: Giants, Patriots, two Brady's revenge. You know that type of stuff. Um, I would actually like to see a game of the teens next week. I I don't, I don't think it's I don't going think to be it's going teams. to. It's not going. I don't think it's going but to be in the team. We're just going to say the lower the point total, the better chance the 49ers have at winning. But what I love, and we didn't get a chance to, to mention this, is that the Niners adjusted to the flow of the game and still won. It was a just a dirty knockdown drag out fight that turned into a field goal fest in the second half. And then once the Saints I mean, went still, ahead, I mean, you the still 49ers played right with the Saints and won. You you still don't want it to be that, I don't think. I don't think you want it to be a boat race still. No, you don't. That, but, I mean, that's not that's not what they hang their hat on. But the fact that they did it. But, is, I mean, that's you have, to, you have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Niners were able to put their receivers in position – to make big plays, and Vernon Davis came up with three big I ones. I think the Niners win. I think the Niners do too, but like I said, this is a close one. In fact, I would put it on David Aker's left foot that, that this is a close one. It almost feels weird because this is actually a matchup where I can confident. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just knew that I had a feeling. I didn't know the game was going to be the way it was, but, I mean, I picked the Niners well, to win. Well, here's what Vegas is going to see. They're going to see... The Giants. Well, I don't. I'm not. Ca- on I don't the road, care about what Vegas on said. on the road. But this is what I'm saying. The perception is going to be that the Giants went on the road and took care of the pe- the Packers in Very their true. backyard by 14 Very or true. 17. Excuse me. Um, in fact, I mean they covered the Packers spread against them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the fact that they were a road team that went and beat them, obviously. That looks more impressive than a team getting by by four at home. But then let's put this in perspective here. The Packers only beat five teams with winning records this year. Okay? They be and and two of those wins were against the Lions. And one of them was in a nothing game. Mm-hmm. Where the Lions had already clinched the playoff spot and they were just playing for the heck of it. That was the Matt Flynn 480-yard six-touchdown game. Mm-hmm. The other wins were early on in the season against Houston and against the Saints on the opening game of the of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, And I believe the other team they beat was the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons were exposed as barely a playoff team in, the, in, their, in their loss to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait, the Giants or the the Giants beat the Falcons in the in the opening. Oh yeah, yeah. twenty four to two. Yeah, Jesus, two points. Um, so what's what what what's interesting to me is that the Packers played in a pretty bad division, just like the Niners did. Okay, they did have a playoff team, but their other two teams were the Bears, who were basically one player this year, Matt Forte. Um, and a pretty good defense, although not as, you know, I'll, I will say this, though. The football outsiders, who I trust with their football stats more than any other outfit out there, had the Bears as the number one defense in football this year, adjusted for their strength of schedule and all that stuff. But, you know, 
the Packers were impressive in games where they gave up 25, 30, 35 points. And today they gave up 37 to the Giants, and their turnovers cost them probably 14, maybe even 21 more points. So it turned into one of those teams that they would win the shootouts because a lot of the times you just have the ball last. You know, that's how they beat the Giants in in New York. And, you know, it's very interesting to think, who was actually the better team going into the playoffs? Was it the Saints, who are eight, who had won eight games in a row, or was it the Packers? And the Packers had barely gotten by the Lions. They had lost to Kansas City. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And then, obviously, that's how you weigh. Who had the more impressive win? Was it the Niners or was it the Giants? Um, And like I said, I would not be surprised if the Giants come out as early betting favorites here. Mm -hmm. All right? So, but I think we all like the 49ers. We all want the 49ers. But I think we're confident in the 49ers, which is weird. Weird. How weird is that? Um, But just incredible. An absolutely incredible feeling to see the 49ers hosting an NFC championship game for the first time in 15 years since the Packers came in and whooped them on their way to their only Super Bowl with Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Um, But, man, I'm just absolutely stoked. The atmosphere this past, you know, yesterday was incredible. I mean, you obviously heard the crowd in the background there on those highlights. And it's going to be even crazier this week. I just, I, I can't wait to see what the what the 49ers faithful can do uh, in, in an NFC Championship game of all things. So, uh, like we said, three o'clock kickoff. So definitely, if uh, you know if you're if you're out there and you're going to that game, we want to hear from you when you get back. Hopefully, with a victorious 49ers team next Sunday. So, man. Okay, so we didn't talk about them for 50, you know, 60 minutes, but like 45 minutes. It's pretty good. In fact, that's really freaking good. Ooh. Rolling dice. Damn. Hard 10. Hard 10, yes. So, I mean, man, 49ers. It's just fantastic. So, anyway. We are. I was just saying. So we didn't even say who we went because you went into your Vegas odds. I, I got the 49ers. Okay. I got the 49ers, I, and I think it's going to be another close game. I think it'll be like a three, four-point game. And why? Because I think in the Without end... Without going into all the Vegas odds. I think... Thanks, thank you. I think the uh, the end result is that the 49ers defense is going to wear down um, that offensive line for the Giants. And I think by the second half, Eli is going to get a little bit shaky. Um I think that the 49ers, if they get ahead, can realize that against the Giants, unlike a team like the Saints, that if they run the ball and run the ball well, that they're going to be able to control the game a little bit better. I also think it's another fantastic opportunity for Vernon Davis to go off because the Giants don't have anyone that can cover them. And they have a very, very good chance of of seeing Davis go off on him again, so I don't know if he will though. But there's a good there's a good chance, and I, I like and you know, well, run. the re- the reason why is because they're not going to blitz and go man that no, often. No, so but because of the fact they can rush four and they can drop into a zone. But that being said, I mean the Niners going to do the same thing. Yeah, but how many situations are the Forty ers going to be able to put themselves in when the Giants have shown? They're good against the run, but they're not great. They're good, but they do have a tendency to give up the big plays. And if the 49ers can control the clock early, get ahead, stay ahead, take the pass rush out of the equation, then you're talking about a game that fits right into the 49ers' plan. So I like that. I think the 49ers will take that it's advantage. It's a scary team. It is. The it's Giants are a scary team. I'm not going to lie. No, they are. What it about is. You? It is definitely the team where you're like, hey, you want to face them, or do you want to face the Packers? I mean, definitely you would want to face the Giants. So, I, d- I mean, 
it's still just that front four scares me because it makes me think of them when they when they made won their Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were just overly dominant, and they just their front four they they rode their front four to the championship basically. That's the only thing I'm afraid of. Is like, do they not block this four? Like, you know, against the Ravens when uh, Terrell Suggs went, was just destroying. I'm just like afraid. Of, I'm just afraid of that. That's the only thing I'm afraid of. If they bottle up the front four, if they can run on him and keep Alex Smith somewhat clean, then I mean, dude, it's because that's 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 their defense. You know what I mean? That's the Giants' defense. So if they do that, then they're. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be good. That's the only thing that scares me, is that if you can have a front four like that. But then again, I mean, the front four for the Niners isn't too freaking shabby either. You know what I mean? So, but I, I like the, I like the Niners. I do. Yeah. I picked the Niners. So. Well, because you think about them at home. Yeah. At home. The, the, I mean, I know it's not like Lambeau Field and it's not snowy or anything, but there's just something about Candlestick. Yeah. Like, that's a, it's a tough place to play just because wind is just a weird old stadium and people, faulty. they don't like it. You know, yeah. it is faulty. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just like, I'm more confident saying, and I even pick. But we're used to the, it. Yeah. I said the Giants are going to beat the Packers. Like, nope, that's what they're going to do. And they did it. And. I picked all four games, I think. I think he did. I think Pete's four zero. And this week, I don't know. I it, the, you know, the the Ravens are going to get blown out. I think. I don't think they're going to get blown <coughs> blown out, but man, I mean, I just don't, I don't see like them chances. beating. I don't see them beating no, the Packers. No way. Or the the Patriots. The, I just. They're going to have to put Terrell Suggs on Rob Gronkowski. Because Dude, he's I don't a, even know about that. And that's the thing. You're like, can he do that? Because mm-hmm. they're going to need him to They're going to need him to pass to rush. I mean, so I don't I mean, know. They are. So it's that You're going to put Ed Reed on Rob Gronkowski? Especially after he twisted his ankle? He might not play the rest of the year. Yeah. So, so that's, I don't know. It's just, it's tough. You have a very young offense against an aging defense. So that just makes it. Hard. That makes it tough to pick against the hard. Patriots. So, and so then even though the hard, Giants are kind 10, of like, okay, that, okay, that scary team, I still seven. Gotta, it's it's uh, the Niners, like I said. So our pick, the official Los Livingston Brothers Super Bowl pick. Sorry, go ahead. Is the San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots? Do you feel good? Do you feel like one hundred percent confident? In I feel the Niners? well. Here's the thing: I feel more confident about my Patriots pick than I do the 49ers. Um, but I do like the 49ers chances a lot, yeah. and it almost feels like misfit team against misfit team, and so it just feels kind of weird. Like if it, like they're playing the Saints, it's like yeah, they're going to beat the Saints. Like if they played the Packers, it'd be like yeah, they'll beat the Packers. Giants kind of scare me. A little bit. The they Giants have something to prove. Yeah, like, I don't know. They, they have a chip. They have a chip yeah. on their shoulders. Um, they're they're dangerous. They are just. But Niners special teams. Here's the thing, teams like I think the Packers kind of beat themselves a little bit. They, they kind of force some of those turnovers on themselves. But the freaking Niners, I think they went out. They caused the. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they. It wasn't like Drew Brees. Hand, handing the ball off, and then, you know, they fumbled it. And then I, I mean, they were going down there freaking popping fools. The ball was coming loose. What are you doing? Uh, my buddy Jason Toop, sports producer, you know, you know, over at KTVU, made a montage of yesterday's game that played on tonight's uh, uh, oh, sports wrap nice. before Very we nice. went on the air. I was just taking a look at it real quick. Um, yeah, I... Like I said, I just I have a feeling that the 49ers are going to be able to control the game next week, and if they do that, they're going to win. They have to it because they did that for three and a half quarters against the Saints, but then I don't know how they did it. But when the Saints got into that uh, that wide open mode and they got the big plays, the 49ers just threw the big plays right yeah. back at them. I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for Eli to crack. People keep waiting for Alex Smith to crack. I don't know. I'm kind of waiting for Eli to crack. I'm the, wait- he the, might have like a four-interception game. The one thing you can say about Eli, though, in the playoffs, 
is that he doesn't necessarily buckle under pressure. No, he doesn't. That that the the way they got to the Super Bowl in 08 and the, obviously his Super Bowl game was tremendous. Yeah. He's been very good in the playoffs this year. Again, I don't think it's going to be Eli that cracks. I think it's going to be other parts of the Giants that will crack before Eli does. I think Eli's going to have the ultimate amount of yeah, confidence. I like so. I like the Niners though. Sam, who do you like? Niners. Niners? Just cause. Just cause? Nice. Who do you think someone between the Patriots and the Ravens? Oh, I don't know. I kind of like how the Ravens outcome. Uh, like their last game, they, they won. I, was, I wasn't too surprised, but <laughs> I was rooting for Denver when they, when they were going at each other, but oh well. Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to pick the Ravens. Ravens over the Just my New gut, England Patriots? Just my gut feeling. Yeah, that'd be pretty crazy if we had a Harbaugh Bowl repeat. Oh God, they'd become God. The media would become so insufferable. I know, Sam. Um, let's do. Go ahead. Words of wisdom. Go for it. Seven. Four plus three equals seven. seven. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, words of wisdom. Oh, we're a couple minutes ahead. Um, words of wisdom. Stop liking and unliking us, or someone's going to do the same to you. There you go. Yeah, what goes around comes around. We did stay at 163 the entire show, though. Yeah, so. Yeah, so thank you. Um, But, yeah, it's, uh, man, oh, man, just a pretty, pretty incredible turn of events there. Just can't believe it that we're talking about the 49ers in the NFC Championship. It is really crazy. Just, just incredible. Weird. I mean, when Jim Harbaugh got hired... And obviously, the big question was who his quarterback was going to be because Andrew Luck wasn't coming out. And because of the lockout, you know, all of a sudden Alex Smith kind of became the only thing, you know, the only person available. But what the Niners did was before the lockout went into effect, they made sure that Jim Harbaugh got a playbook into Alex Smith's hands. And it was widely, widely reported that as soon as Harbaugh got hired, Smith was all about wanting to come back and, and help the team any way he could, even if mm-hmm. he wasn't the starter. And he bought in from the start. He led the off-season workouts the, that weren't league-sanctioned sa- during the lockout. No. He basically ran the practices. Dude, and, you think about... like I, I mean... I said it earlier, but think about that. You got your head kicked in for seven years. And here he is. And he's the nicest guy, and everybody you know wanted him uh, to do good. The first Niners game that I ever went to, my first two interviews, Bryant Young, still the most intimidating bastard I've ever freaking met in my entire man. life. Large man, soft spoken, stoic, looked at me as if I like shouldn't mess with him, even though I don't know him. But nice guy, and Alex Smith, and it was a game where. He wasn't the best. He didn't have his greatest game, and he still took everything that the the media threw at him, you know, and took it. But you got to think about it. He's been benched three times, three mm-hmm. different quarterbacks. Was even injured for an entire season. He separated his shoulder for an entire year. He's had five different offensive coordinators. I think six. Six now, yeah. if you include this year with Jim Harbaugh. But it's just the fact that, he, the, I mean, mental toughness, everybody talks about it. That's like the epitome of it. It's... And, I'll tell you Most what. Most people would like the extreme case. He, Ryan would be Ryan Leaf, but I mean, it's. But you're looking at a quarterback that now has a chance, after six years, six seasons of him being as un number one a pick as there ever has been in the league. Not as there ever has been, but very damn well close. Um, to being a part of 49ers history in the most positive way possible. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. pretty crazy. If you think about Super Bowl possible Super winning quarterbacks, it could go. Yeah, Joe Montana, Steve, Steve Young, Young, Alex Smith. Alex Smith. It's like, geez, oh, crime. Wow. Who would? Who would and it that? would be because he actually did it. It wasn't just because he was a, yeah, a game manager. So, we're gonna have all this coverage next week. We'll cover the war, the uh, the Forty ers and Giants in the NFC Championship game, and if we can, if we are so blessed to do so. We will be previewing a Niners 
Super Bowl appearance. Sam, final word to you. Do it. Bacardi is delicious. <laughs> Archer season three this Thursday. Get at me, Holmes. Hello. We'll see you next week.